don't we embark on this process in order to learn about ourselves? How can we grow if we don't challenge ourselves? Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Vancouver-based screenwriter, director, producer Jason Carmen already has a hefty 17 short films under his belt, everything from a psychological thriller to documentaries and dance-on-screen projects. One of them was even 3D. His films have screened at festivals from Melbourne and Whistler to Telefilm Canada's Not Short on Talent at Clermont-Ferrand. And now he's in post on his first feature, Golden Delicious, funded by Telefilm Canada's 2020 Talent to Watch program. When I took his Incubators Development and Distribution Workshop, I got so much out of it that I just had to have him share some of his expertise with you. Jason, welcome to Push In. Thank you so much. Scene one. In your incubators workshop, I was really impressed that you started right off the bat by giving your sort of personal film festival submission stats. Would you mind sharing that again? Well, I've directed 17 short films in the span of 17 years. And in that period, I had 40% selection rate, 52% rejection rate, and about 8% of my submissions were pending. So those are the breakdown of my stats. I spent about $4,000 in submission fees. You're the first filmmaker I've met who started off as a geologist. How did you make the leap from geology to filmmaking? I've always been infatuated with stories and it was about a way to work with humans. <laughs> I know that sounds weird to say, but when you are a geologist, you work with rocks that don't talk back to you and, <laughs> and it can get kind of uh, lonely and alienating. So uh, I really uh, wanted to understand myself in this journey that we call life. And so I switched over from being a geologist to filmmaking in the 1990s. I volunteered at a university television club and then went into cinematography because I'm quite analytical. Being a science major, cinematography made sense. And then, you know, as I desired to understand myself, I decided to turn the camera inward and I did more scripted material, documentaries, and then dance on films just so that I could better understand the human condition and pacing and movement expression. So that's how I kind of segued into directing. Scene two. As someone who finds marketing myself challenging, I found that your advice that each filmmaker find their own, what did you call unique selling proposition. Can you elaborate on that? Absolutely. Your unique selling proposition is basically what makes you, the filmmaker, the best person to tell this story and also at the same time create a sense of urgency why it must be told. It's valuable to have an opinion or a judgment about the world because then, you know, we know where you stand and you can also start to make yourself more unique in the process. 
Interesting. I always feel that you should not reveal anything of yourself in a grant application and you should hide yourself. Well, I disagree with that because I have been on some arts council juries and the ones that stand out are the ones who share with the jury something intimate and vulnerable about themselves and connected to their project because that act of being vulnerable is courageous and adds meaning to the application. It just automatically rises up in the volume of applications that we have to review. These are the things that stick with you when somebody you know, has the courage to express that they're dealing with uh, cancer or a mental health issue, right? Because we want authenticity and we value someone who is taking a risk in, you know, being open. Scene three. What would you consider your biggest success? My biggest success is my 2017 hockey film, Lions in Waiting. It's a story about an Asian hockey player who gets haze when he's coming out and that complicates the process. And then he finds an unlikely ally, his coach, in the process. I find that film to be the most accessible and also I've seen the effect of that film on queer athletes. They've come up to me afterwards saying, that's my story. That's what I had to deal with. Scene four. You just got funding from Telefilm's Talent to Watch for your feature film, Golden Delicious. Yeah. Thank you, Joyce. Uh, Golden Delicious is a 90-minute coming-of-age drama about a Vancouver-based Asian-Canadian teen caught between his father's expectations, his girlfriend's dreams, and then his newly awakened feelings for the boy next door. Now, this tale is set in the present, and it was important for me as a filmmaker, but as an educator as well, to kind of process what young minds are being exposed to today and try to figure out how do you settle on an identity when you are constantly being bombarded by media that tells you how to think, what to think, who to be. It can be very overwhelming, especially since it is just nonstop and overwhelming. I remember from the workshop that you had to apply more than once for the film. Is that possible? Yeah, I actually got turned down by Telefilm Talent to Watch in 2019. So when I applied again, I was successful the second time. And I couldn't help but think if the George Floyd and Stop Asian Hate Movement had something to do with it, because you know, prior to that, it was hard to be taken seriously. And suddenly when those conversations regarding systemic racism came into the foreground, I was able to finally get through. You know, it's interesting to note that the four projects selected by Telefilm Talent to Watch in 2020, three of them were Asian Canadian stories. The fourth one was a female Indigenous story. You know, one can't help but suddenly see all the diverse stories being selected. Again, I, I don't know. I'm only speculating why, and I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, so... It was just, uh, it's been a long road. 
Obviously, perseverance is one of your great qualities as a filmmaker. Let's say that I'm up turned down for a grant. What can I do? I mean, is that like it for the project? I mean, what could you do to improve your chances? What you can do to improve your chances if you're turned down is to phone the program officer and try to get feedback from the jury. And then the second way to improve your application is just to look at how your project fits the values and the mission statement in the grant. So if they stipulate diversity, inclusivity, touching base with the community that you are writing about, then I think it's valuable to try to reach out to those communities, you know, adjust your application to fit their language because it shows the jury that you are aware and that you are thinking about these things, trying to make sure that, well, just doing the work to make sure that you have an understanding of the impact of your project. Scene five. So Jason, I watched a bunch of your films and it made me wonder what draws you to certain subject matter? What draws me to a certain subject matter is I like to see myself up on screen. This is something that I've realized over the past few years. And I think it's valuable to have positive role models up there. And it's also important for me to be able to show male fragility. Don't we embark on this process in order to learn about ourselves? How can we grow if we don't challenge ourselves? Thank you so much, Jason. It's been great talking to you. And thank you for sharing so much about your filmmaking and great pointers for filmmakers who are trying to get funding. Thank you so much, Joyce. Tail Slate. And that's a wrap for 2021. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, next year when we'll be back with even more intriguing interviews with filmmakers on Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.